RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Roe Edge, spokesperson for Save Women's Sport Australasia, has been on RCR quite a few times already, and she joins us again this morning to talk about a recent poll that shows the most pressing social issue this election was. Roe is with us now. Hi, Roe. Hi, how are you? Yes, the most pressing social issue was males who identify as women participating in women's sport. But remember, Chris Luxon and you know Chris Hipkins pretty much said that we're on another planet if we thought this was an election issue. Well, but we weren't, were we? People care. People care about basic fairness and safety, which is so good to see. Okay, so they thought people were on another planet. I think Luxon said he didn't want to spend any time in the bathroom, or, or put it like that, though we weren't talking about the bathroom, actually. And Chris Hipkins, well, I guess that he would say that. But um, being that disconnected... Yeah, but that isn't that just what we've seen from our politicians and our mainstream media? I, yeah, but I don't believe it. There's the thing is, I don't believe that. I don't believe that you could be that disconnected. Yeah, I think Luxon wanted to steer clear of it because it's such an issue that gets such a toxic. But that's gutless. Into it, it is. I agree. It is totally gutless. So he's so, gutless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And where it matters, and what New Zealanders really care there about. There are a lot gutless. of politicians that are. Yeah, but luckily Winston isn't. So. I'm wrapped. Well, See, Winston is part of that coalition, and this is the perfect timing for these poll results to come out. So Talbot Mills, who are a polling company in New Zealand, they polled on a whole lot of, I think there was 14 different social issues they polled on leading up to the election, and it was all about how strongly do you support or oppose those different issues. And it's, it is actually hard to believe, but allowing biological males who ID as women to compete in women's sport was more strongly opposed than Māori co-governance issues, um, making it, you know, the Māori health authority, bilingual road signs, all of that stuff. COVID. Even, yeah, even COVID. Like, I was actually quite disappointed to see at the the support for the COVID vaccine mandates and strengthening hate speech laws and that kind of stuff. But Yeah, well, brainwashing yeah. goes deep. It does indeed, yes. Yeah, but, um, yeah, to explain why this is somehow sort of bucks that trend, it's because you can feel it instantaneously that it's not right. Yeah, exactly. Leah. When we started up Save Women's Sport, gosh, back in 2019, I think people thought that we should just be kind because there was hardly anyone and just, you know, stopping me. But we could see that the indoctrination of our youth through gender ideology being, you know, spread through schools, through workplaces, everywhere, that it was going to become a big issue. And sure enough, it has. You know, now it's people are seeing it everywhere. It's no longer just Laurel Hubbard stealing a podium position from you know, Pacifica woman at Pacific Games. It, there are kids from primary school, secondary school, and beyond basically participating in opposite sex categories where they shouldn't. The staunchest opposers of that that I can pick up, because I'm one of them, are fathers of daughters. Yeah, and we actually need fathers of daughters to be more vocal. I think there's, um, I was contacted. Yeah, by but that's toxic and... masculinity then, you see. I know, it's so hard, isn't it? Like trying to balance that. I've I've got been contacted by a guy in Australia who's setting up, setting up a group, basically wanting to fathers for fairness for females in sport, I think is what he's going to call his group. And we need to see more of that. Dads do need to speak up. But our politicians need to actually grow some balls and do what's right here. And with Winston and also I think David Seymour knows, like our polling showed 93% of ACT supporters oppose this as well. So Winston Peter, like New Zealand First and ACT supporters would be the biggest opposers to this. Yeah, but David Seymour's also okay with uh, drag queen story time for kids in libraries. So, Mm. 
Yes. Oh, well. Let's, well he was let's, when he talked he to did, me. He on did the say show. that he would be open to reviewing the sex self ID legislation. So I just I just hope that there is cross party support there in this in the coalition talks. It's something they can agree on. So it would be good to see them do that. Even um, a majority reading that poll, skim read it, albeit a majority of Labour supporters. Yeah, but it was always that. the case. Always the case. It's always been a majority. So, so they don't even care about their own supporters. No. When it comes no, to ideological matters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Grant Robertson and Jacinda Ardern were ideologically driven. They didn't actually care about what Joe Public thought. Okay. So, yeah, there's no political downside for the politicians now with this information to. Well, do the right thing is what I Yeah, I think. so, what, that, so yeah. what is doing the right thing? So what we need to do, like in our Human Rights Act, there's already provisions to um, to protect women in sport, like basically protect ba- on the basis of um, size, strength, et cetera. But because our Human Rights Commission and Sport New Zealand have completely undermined that by conflating sex with gender, we actually need the government to strengthen those provisions in the Human Rights Act so that that can't be done. And we need Sport New Zealand to throw out those transgender guidelines and leave it up to sports to decide on their sports policies and what's best for their sport, not to have a government department who funds them potentially use funding as a lever to compel them to do something that's not right. Yes, because it's only a government department telling them to do something. It's not backed by the public. And who are the government department? They are nobodies in the end. Yeah, well, unfortunately, Wellington bureaucracy feels like it runs New Zealand now, doesn't it? And that they speak for all of us. And that if we don't agree, we are just bigots and transphobes. And- well, you'd have to have a bit of a twisted um, um, uh, view on nature to really believe that, given all the obvious uh, downsides and how, again, women suffer. To To have a blind spot to that, it's hard to kind of work that out. It's amazing. It's amazing the importance of a virtue signal over, you know, basic fairness and Yeah, safety. but to, who too? It's not the public. No, no, but it's to the media, their mates in the media. I think is yeah. what it's all about, isn't but it? Only 41% trust now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So let's hope the new government stops funding the media and so that the ones that aren't representing the views of Kiwis go under and the, you know, the the new Social media, or social um, stations like you guys actually keep growing and, and gaining support. Can you see, though, someone like Christopher Luxon, who's probably more guided by focus groups, which I don't know if that, that's a very good way to take the gauge of anything because focus groups expect to be asked certain questions too and probably respond in in uh, subconsciously rehearsed ways as well. But to, um, can you actually see this man being strident I think he has daughters, doesn't he? Um, yeah, he does have daughters. In this matter. And if you stay quiet, then what does that say about you? Because he's the man right now. Yeah, but I, I th- okay, so if it had been a majority national government, I think he would have done. We wouldn't have seen change. But because we have a three-way coalition there, he's going to be, I think it's good, he's going to be pulled to be tougher on economic and wa- economic issues and wasteful spending by ACT, and he's going to be pulled to be tougher on social issues by New Zealand first, and I think that's a good combination. Do you think we've um, reached peak woke madness? Do you have I do hope so, Paul. I do hope so. I think people have just had enough. Who would have thought that you would have more people strongly opposed to males and women's sport than co-governance when all the media talks about is the whole co-governance thing? So there is there is a backlash from people, and I think we are over woke. It's time to get rid of woke and get over-woke. back to normality. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, though the Talbot Mills person I read in the story said that um, some of the other issues that um, rated less than the the one we're talking about may have had something to do with the way that um, the questions were framed. They were sort of framed in quite a neutral way. It didn't carry much emotion with them. And this one kind of has an emotional component sort of wired into it is, is kind of what I was thinking after reading his comments. Yeah, yeah, could well do. Because COVID, you, you should be as angry as hell. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The mask requirement during COVID, 37 people, 37% of people supported, strongly supported that, another 31% supported. Like, seriously? Yeah. Okay, <sighs> so um, you you would expect to, in the not too um, far time ahead, to see some unbundling of all of this at an official level. Is that what we can... We should well, be demanding what, that, do you think? Yes, we should be. Yeah. So I have emailed Winston, Chris Luxon, and David Seymour and shared these results with them and asked them to basically make the changes that are needed. But yeah. we need, like, so to all the listeners out there too, if you can email your local MPs like, or, and the leaders as well and let them know how important you think this is as well and that they need to listen, we'd really appreciate that. They can't think this is a fringe issue anymore. It's not a fringe issue. People care about it. And if you know, if you can't stand up for something as basic as fair, fairness for females in sport, what do you stand for? Yeah, who's driving this? Is it uh, a sort of a misogynistic takeover? Um, in plain sight, or is it because I, I know how guys think fundamentally because I am one, you know, and um, and uh, so I got my own thoughts, but someone is enabling this, someone's pushing it, and someone has been enabling. Oh, yeah, there is some big money behind it of men who identify as women and who want to normalize their fetishes, and so, so you think it's fetish level, yeah, it is, yeah, they, they want to normalize a fetish, so they have put billions and billions of dollars into the gender ideology industry around the world to try and normalize it. And it's, you know, it's, it is a misogynistic movement, but it's only a very small group of entitled men. Yeah. But plenty of women were on the front line of the March 25th. Oh, yes, there at, a lot, we have Park. a lot of female handmaidens who like to virtue signal. How it's does very, that happen? It's because women want to please and they think that they're pleasing people by doing this stuff. I don't know. It's so frustrating. Okay. Anything more to say about that? No, no, just, yeah, everyone get out there and, and tell your local MPs what you want them to do on this issue, and that is support fairness and safety for females in sport. And what sort of time frame do you want to see some action, some serious action? Well, I'd like to see it come out in the coalition talks. I'm hoping I like part of the deal. Yeah, it's part of the deal. It's part of Winston's poli- policy portfolio, so I'd like to see it come out in, in coalition agreements. Well, I'll be talking to Winston. So I might mention that. That'd be bloody wonderful. I would appreciate so that. Rose that. says. <laughs> yeah, come on, Winston. <laughs> Check your email. She sent you an email, but she says. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it would be really wonderful. I'm just glad he's in government. It's it's going to be good on a number of levels. It was a close run thing, but we got there in that sense. Yeah, we did. And hopefully we can grow on that as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for dropping in this morning, Ro. Oh, thank you for having me. Always great chatting. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.